You're listening to the Resilient Type Podcast with Grace McCorgle. I'm a teacher turned mindset coach for millennial women, and I'm here to help you reframe your thinking and enhance your resilience so you can overcome your biggest obstacle, yourself. On this podcast, I'll be diving into the mindset issues that are keeping you stuck and sharing actionable advice to help you get out of your own way so you can reach your full potential. Ready? Let's go. Hi guys, welcome to episode four of the Resilient Type podcast. Today I'll be going back to basics and finally addressing the subject that probably led you here, resilience. This episode is called, How Resilient Are You Really? If you've checked out empoweredmillennialgirl.com or if you follow me on my socials, you'll know that resilience is kind of my jam. And in this episode, I'll be identifying three major myths about resilience, explaining why your understanding of resilience might be wrong, and how to work out how resilient you really are. By the end of this episode, you'll understand why these three common assumptions about resilience are wrong, what resilience really is, and how to identify your strengths and weaknesses when it comes to resilience. If you're listening on the go, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and tag me at Empowered Millennial Girl so I can send you some love. I remember when I first moved to Australia. I was 15 and I arrived at a really awkward point in the year term three. It was different, but I liked it. The humidity was a bit of an assault on the senses, but there was none of the small town gossip, no expectations or assumptions, just complete anonymity, a fresh start. Finding a home was our first priority. Getting enrolled in a good school was the next. The stuffy black blazer and polished shoes of grammar school were swiftly switched for a green polo shirt and trainers, and the ever-present Irish mizzle was replaced by endless sunshine. Despite not knowing anyone in Perth, the people seemed friendly, so I was happy enough. I was even appointed a buddy on my first day who showed me round. We got on well, and she even introduced me to a larger group of friends. When I came home that first day, I was absolutely ecstatic. Then the second day began. My buddy was nowhere to be found. However, I did manage to find the larger group of girls I'd been introduced to the day before. So I sat with them at recess and lunch, but I was largely ignored. Days passed. My buddy didn't come back to school for a week. And when she did finally return, she barely mumbled a hi before completely ghosting me. When I asked about her, I was told she didn't actually hang out with that group all. I was dumped. Look, I'm not going to lie. I was upset about this but I made a conscious effort to get to know the girls who did at least tolerate me, and I was determined to win them over. And I did. Luckily, they were all pretty sensible. They didn't party, and they were pretty good students. And in very little time, I developed a good friendship with the group. And this friendship lasted until we all went our separate ways at the end of year 12. You could say it worked out okay in the end. This was one of my first tastes of resilience, at least that I can remember clearly. What do you know about resilience? I ask because you've probably had a similar experience, but some of your ideas might be incorrect. So to begin, I'll share three myths you might be believing so we're both on the same page. Myth number one, resilient people immediately bounce back to work through problems. I've gone through my fair share of challenges, but have I immediately bounced back from adversity? Um, not quite. Even so, that doesn't mean I'm not resilient. 
We're human beings, not robots. We're all unique and process things in our own way and at our own speed. Taking the time to adequately recover is critical to maintaining resilience and preventing burnout. Once we slow down and take the opportunity to process what's happened before moving into problem-solving mode, then we can successfully work through our problems to find a solution. To me, that's true resilience. Myth number two, resilient people tackle challenges alone. While some of us, me included, like to think we're lone wolves who don't need anyone, human beings are wired for connection. Back in the day, being accepted by and connected to others literally ensured our survival. It isn't that dramatic now, but relationships are still important because they add meaning to our lives. Connection is also one of the key pillars of resilience. Why? Well, not only does sharing a problem relieve the stress associated with it, but others can also offer us solutions we may not have considered. While sharing your struggles and asking for help is difficult, it's essential if you want to improve your resilience. Myth number three, the focus of resilience is to manage negative emotions. In psychology, there's a concept called negativity bias. In a nutshell, negativity bias is our tendency to react more strongly to negative events and also to dwell on negative events more than positive ones. Sure, fearing the saber-toothed tiger that could be around the corner was a priority in our early existence, but our focus can now expand past negative emotions and experiences. While managing negative emotions is definitely a necessary part of the process, there needs to be a balance of both positive and negative. Resilient people can recognise the importance of both positive and negative emotions. That's why the strongest people often find positive meaning like lessons in difficult times. How can you apply this to your own life? Well, next time something negative happens to you, try using positive emotions to rebound from it. Hey, if you want to feel motivated, gain clarity and become more organized, then you have to check out my free library of checklists, workbooks and resources for ambitious millennials. Sure, you've got the knowledge, but these tools will help you take action. Sign up at empoweredmillennialgirl.com. I know you're going to love it. All right, let's get back to the show. How would you define resilience? Not if you agree with the following explanation. Resilience, the ability to deal with setbacks or overcome adversity in order to succeed. What if I told you that this doesn't truly define resilience? That this only really outlines the behaviour involved and doesn't actually identify what resilience is? What? I know. (laughs) The problem with thinking about resilience in terms of behaviour is that it doesn't help us figure out how to become resilient. It only shows us the end result. So how can we become more resilient? Well, the University of Pennsylvania has spent 25 years researching resilience and running resilience training programmes. In their research, they identified seven key factors of resilience. These include 1. Emotion regulation, so how well you regulate and express your feelings in a socially acceptable way. Two, impulse control, so how well you control your impulses. Three, causal analysis, so how well you uncover the facts that led to a certain situation. Four, realistic optimism, how much you believe you'll eventually succeed with effort and action. Five, self-efficacy. 
how much you believe in your capacity to succeed. Six, empathy, how well you understand and share others' feelings. And seven, reaching out, how good you are asking for support. You probably won't be strong in all of these areas, and that's okay. For example, I'm really good at seeming put together in public, but to be honest, I'm not very good at asking for help. The key then in building resilience is to identify your strengths and weaknesses and improve the areas that need a little boost. But how can you do that? Well, the quickest and easiest way is to take the resilience quiz. It's a free 10 minute quiz that I developed to assess you on each of the seven factors of resilience. I created this quiz because it's often difficult to assess the exact level of skill in each of these areas, especially when each factor is also multifaceted. So if you're interested in taking the quiz and working out how resilient you are, you can gain access to this resource by signing up to my resource library at empoweredmillennialgirl.com. Of course, you're welcome to work out your strengths and weaknesses yourself, but it will take some time. I just wanted to give you the option. In summary, the three major myths about resilience are that one, resilient people immediately bounce back to work through problems. Two, resilient people tackle challenges alone. And three, the focus of resilience is to manage negative emotions. Resilience is built through emotion regulation, impulse control, causal analysis, realistic optimism, self-efficacy, empathy, and reaching out. To work out how resilient you are, you need to work out what your strengths and weaknesses are based on the seven factors of resilience. I'll also link the resource library in the episode description. Now that you're aware of the main myths around resilience, understand what resilience really is and know how to identify your strengths and weaknesses in this area, you can move forward with clarity and start improving your resilience ASAP. Thanks for joining me today. I absolutely love talking about this subject, so I've actually got another resilience-themed episode coming up next that I think you're going to find super helpful. So keep listening. Enjoying the podcast? Let's make it official. Subscribe and leave a review so more people can find the show. It would mean the world to me. And if you want to read today's show notes, head over to empoweredmillennialgirl.com. Thanks for tuning in.